What's up, everybody? In this episode, I'm going to be answering five very common fit, ugh, excuse me, five very common fitness questions that I get, and these are from you know men and women, just just some of the really common fitness questions that I get as a personal trainer. So let's just jump right into it. Okay, first common question is, um, how do I burn that extra belly fat? How do I get rid of that extra belly fat that I got? Everybody's talking about that. That literally, like, I feel like I've, I've lost like a, you know some weight, or I'm just looking good overall, but I need to burn that extra belly fat. I can't get rid of it. Well, here's the thing. In general, spot reduction doesn't work. Meaning, just getting rid of fat from one particular area of the body, you you can't really just do that. You can't just do exercises in one area of the body and think, okay, now I'm going to lose fat in this area of the body, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, uh, now, so it's it's basically it's a matter of calories in versus calories out, and it's a matter of uh, just losing body fat in general. The more body fat in general you lose, the more that it will you will lose it from or gain it uh, from that particular spot. Right now, some people do tend to accumulate body fat more in certain areas than others. But in general, it's just a matter of if you need to lose fat anywhere in your body, whether it's in your stomach, your thighs, your arms, whatever, you need to just be in general in a calorie deficit losing body fat overall. Okay, now to be in a calorie deficit, you need to get enough protein to maintain muscle, ideally do some form of strength training to well, build and maintain, at least maintain your muscle, but be in a calorie deficit, meaning that you are uh, eating less total calories than you are burning. That's the way that we burn body fat, to make a long story short. So if you're in a calorie deficit, uh, you will be gradually burning body fat from all throughout your body and, of course, you know, from the, the belly fat as well. Okay, so second common question, how much protein do I need to eat and how much protein should I eat per meal, kind of, you know, all together? So in general, aim for one gram of protein per pound of body weight or target body weight, all right? So if you're someone, now keep in mind for those of you who use kilograms, this is this is pounds, okay? We're not doing one gram per kilogram, okay? It's one gram per pound. So if you weigh 150 pounds or if you're, you know, let's say you weigh 200 pounds, but you know you need to lose some weight. Let's say you want to lose 50 pounds over time. Your target weight is 150 pounds. So we try to eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight or target body weight per day, okay? I say try because a lot of you are going to struggle with this. This is very tough. I weigh about 210 or 15 pounds. I eat about 200 grams of protein per day. It's not easy. It's a lot of protein, okay? Um, but that's the goal. That's what's going to help you build and maintain muscle. That's what's going to actually also make it easier for you to just have a better physique overall and to not gain that much body fat because when we get enough protein, we are, um, you know, it's easier to keep fat off because, Muscle is very metabolic tissue, meaning that when we have more muscle, we burn more calories overall. So you want to be putting on muscle onto your body and to be maintaining as much as possible, all right? So uh, one gram of protein per pound of body weight is the general recommendation. Try to shoot for that as often as you can. Now, let's, okay, so let's say you do weigh 150 pounds and that's how many, you know, you're eating 150 grams of protein per day. What does this look like? Do you have to do this bodybuilder style where you eat five meals that each have exactly 30 grams of protein? Well, no, not exactly. You could do three with 50 grams of protein, et cetera. Um, whatever works for your schedule. I think the, you know, the body can't digest more than blank grams of protein per meal is kind of a myth. Um, but it's more about what fits best with your digestive system and your schedule. Um, so you can divide it up however you like. Third common question I get related to fitness. You guys are going to laugh at this one. Do I take steroids? No, I don't take steroids. I've never taken steroids and I won't take steroids, okay? Um, people wonder nowadays, like, how did you gain so much muscle, especially now that you're in your mid-30s? Um, the way that I gained about 20 pounds of muscle over the last couple years um, is basically... 
I learned how to strength train the right way, the right amount of strength training, the right types of exercises. I also learned a lot about the answer to question number two, how much protein my body needs, uh, how many total calories I need. It takes a calorie surplus to gradually build muscle, the opposite of what it takes to burn that stubborn belly fat that we talked about in question one, but learning how to do a proper calorie surplus to build muscle while not adding much fat to it, and then also just started sleeping better in general. Those are kind of the three big things that helped me build that 20 extra pounds of muscle. So no, I've never used steroids. Heck, I don't even use protein powder that often, okay? Uh, occasionally I do, maybe once or twice a week, depends on you know what's going on. I, I will have like a protein shake with whey protein or something like that. But the only supplement that I regularly take is creatine monohydrate. Uh, creatine is something that is probably going to be recommended almost like to the general population very soon, just because in addition to the strength and muscle building benefits, um, it's also very good for our cognitive uh, health, our brain health, um, and it has basically no side effects whatsoever. So look into creatine monohydrate, um, easy to take, pretty cheap, um, and that's something that has helped me a little bit as well, I think. Um, let's see, uh, fourth common question I get is how do I get, how do I get stronger abs and obliques, or just like more better abs and obliques? Okay, well, is obviously related to question one. If you want your abs and obliques to show up more, you need to be in that calorie deficit. That way you're burning that body fat around the abdomen area. Now, exercises for the abs and obliques, you've probably, like if you're asking this question, you probably already know some of the different exercises you can do for abs. You're probably doing crunches, you're probably doing planks, you're probably doing, I don't know, butterfly kicks. Who knows, there's all sorts of these exercises for abs. So those kind of work the rectus abdominis muscle, which is like the main muscle that you see like the, the six pack or the four pack or the eight pack, depending on how the person's abdomen is set up genetically. But, um, and then you have the oblique muscles, which are the ones that kind of go around the outside. They help with bracing ourselves. They help with, you know, when we're twisting and turning, creating torque, different athletic movements. Um, so, working the rectus abdominis muscles, the work, uh, excuse me, the muscles of the abs that are you know, like right there in the front, the six pack ones, really, honestly, a crunch is probably the best way to do it. I would say a weighted crunch, a weighted decline crunch, or like a BOSU ball crunch is maybe the best way to do that. What you want to do is create a little bit more resistance than most people do it with. Um, there's lots of other ways to do it too. You can do it, you know, like hanging leg raises, which if you do correctly, actually using the ab muscles, as opposed to the hip flexors, um, you can really, really, you know, it's really tough. It really works the rectus abdominis muscle hard. Um, now, you can look into that. You can kind of even Google, watch some videos on how to not engage the hip flexors. People end up doing that too often, engaging the hip flexors when they do ab exercises. Um, but basically, just doing any form of... Um, crunches, leg raises, anything like that, where you're truly, truly working those ab muscles. And also just adding weight to your ab exercises can be useful as well, just because uh, a lot of times we do abs with like 50 or 100 reps or whatever, but like, what about all the other muscle groups that we work where we only do like eight, 10, 12 reps? Why not do that with abs? So add weight when you can. And then for the obliques, I mean, lots of ways to do it. Some of my favorites are like cable chop twisting motions that you can do on like a cable machine at the gym. There's lots of ways to do it. Um, but then, you know, again, the same thing applies. Try to add proper resistance. That way you're doing not super, super high number of reps. Um, yeah, so that's what will strengthen it. What's going to make them show up more in addition to the strengthening is going to be burning the extra body fat like we talked about in question one. So last common question I get, this is a common one nowadays, is should I do fasting or intermittent fasting? 
Short answer is no, actually. Um, a couple of years ago, I might have answered this differently. I would have said it's more depending on the person. I mean, it does still depend on the person. So the longevity community is probably going to like hate me for this because they're going to say, well, no, but the studies show if you do 16 hours of intermittent fasting every day, you get more into autophagy and blah, 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 blah. Okay, autophagy is a complicated topic, but you know, intermittent fasting is a fad that started uh, like 10, 15 years ago. And it's kind of, for the most part, where a lot of people just skip breakfast, but it's like where you eat all of your meals within either like a six or eight hour window each day. So let's say you would start eating at 12 p.m., stop eating between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m., and then you have 16 to 18 hours of fasting each day. Yes, there are some health benefits. Some people feel better on it. I actually do, I won't lie, I feel good when I do that just physically. My digestive system feels very good because it's kind of like a clean reset. I stopped doing it about a year or so ago um, just because, I mean, I had done it off and on for three or four years, but I stopped about a year or so ago just because I was focused on building a little bit more muscle and I realized that to get enough protein, um, it's hard to do through, I guess I stopped like two years ago. It's hard to do in only like two meals a day. It's hard to do in a six to eight hour window. Like if you want to get enough protein to really build and maintain muscle, it's much easier to do if you allow yourself to eat, say from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., you know, like 12 hours throughout the day. Um, so we can, you know, we can make arguments that intermittent fasting is good, depends on the person, depends on the situation. I would say for most of the general population, no, not really. It's also not really a good weight loss strategy, I would argue. Um, I think it's more of a lifestyle thing and can also help some people with digestion. Yes, there are supposed benefits from fasting related to things like autophagy with, you know, it's, that's a whole other long, complicated topic. But for like a weight loss strategy, I would not really recommend it. Um, you know, it's certainly not, it's not something that's going to make you gain weight depending on how you do it. But um, yeah, it just, it shouldn't really be used in my opinion as like a weight loss or a muscle gain, obviously, strategy. Um, not like really a bad, bad thing. I don't, I don't have a big issue with intermittent fasting. Uh, like I said, I've done it plenty of times before. I may do it some again, um, but I don't think it's like this thing that should be maybe as recommended as it was when it became such a huge fad. So the short answer when people ask me like, should I do intermittent fasting? Well, no, unless you have like a lifestyle reason for it or like you think, I don't know, there's not like a particular reason I would just say to someone like, yeah, you got to do intermittent fasting. So anyway, those are the answers to those five common fitness questions. I hope you learned something. We'll talk again soon. Love y'all. Peace.